You are now listening to the Open Canvas. Open Canvas. This is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest, and just to hear his story, I'm, I'm very interested in learning more about him and what he's brought to the table with his creative works and just him as a person. If anything, I can say within our community of friends, this is someone who is just like a representative of positive energy. If you're at a party and you see this guy, just know like there's gonna be good energy, good vibes in the room. But um, without any further ado, introduce yourself, man. Open Canvas. How is everyone? Shout out to Taj. My name is Hanif Castle. I am a photographer and citizen of Brooklyn mm. <laughs> by way of Patterson, New Jersey. Shout out to Silk City. Real, man. Real. Yo, shout out to Jersey, man. So, so how long have you been in Brooklyn? Oh, man. I've been in Brooklyn going on four years now. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. graduation. Nice, man. Nice. So, I mean, we were talking before the mic went on, but like we first met at Ota Babel at Mr. Deadhead's Lit Lounge. The shout first, out to Justin. Yeah, the first Lit Lounge. Like, and we had him on the podcast. He was talking about it, but shout out to him for real, for real. We, you know, just got to talking at that event. And I just remember like everyone there was on that same wavelength. Mm-hmm. And just to even like, just talk about life and, and get to know each other. Like, it was great to see people coming out to support him. And how was that night for you, if you remember it? Man, yo, that, you know, what's funny was... That was actually kind of one of the first nights that I like just kind of have fun yeah. that year. And, you know, I, I, there was homies that I knew there, but I was actually being introduced to a lot of their friends. So I didn't even know Justin Damn. at the time. Wow. wow. So <laughs> it was an opportunity to meet new people and actually see them doing things that they were enjoying. So it was very, very um, humbling. Yeah. And also like a very exhilarating experience at the same time because, you know, I'm being introduced to new people and I'm introducing myself to new people and like they're doing yeah they're doing shit like yeah. you know they're following you know what they want to do they're like uh opening themselves up to their dreams and actually like completing things so it was a very very like exhilarating experience like that that night like kind of yeah. created you know the rest of the year right right yeah that man. positive energy you speak of yeah, it just set set everything in motion, really, you know. So, so I, I felt the same way. It just felt like, you know, and that's what it seems like. A lot of the the right people showed up, you know. It just mm-hmm. felt like um, when your mind state is in the right place, and you're like, okay, like like you're saying, like you're sort of like coming into who you are. Mm-hmm. It's like you're put in the situations where you're connecting now with the right people automatically, you know. And it's Absolutely. like you didn't even like seek it out. You just like, yo, I'm going to have a good time. But you end up meeting people who actually are put pointing you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, but yeah, man. And it's, this is great. I'm glad we did connect that night for sure, man. Yeah, man. Definitely, definitely, man. So, Patterson, New Jersey, you said? Patterson, New Jersey. Nice. Born and raised there? Born and raised. Wow. Okay, so explain, like, what is it like or what was it like growing up in Patterson for you? Oh, man. Patterson is as real as it gets. Yeah. Like, you know, from poverty to drug-infested lands to, you know, just all types. Like, if you want to see an inner city in America, you come to Patterson. Yeah. Because it is the perfect example of what's happening in the United States at a at a smaller scale. Yeah. At a smaller scale. So, you know, your, your Brooklyn's, your Bronx's, your Chicago's, your Los Angeles's, you know, the things that happen there happen exactly the same way in Patterson. Yeah. Patterson, New Jersey was known in the 1920s for manufacturing silk. Mm. It was probably one of the largest manu- silk manufacturers on the East Coast wow. for about, let's say for about a good 40 years. Mm-hmm. But there was a fire that happened in I think 1943, mm. I think the year was. Mm. And it took out like kind of like half of the city. Damn. 
And what happened was a lot, Patterson was mainly a Jewish town. Mm. It, was a, it was a Jewish town. But I think after they did all of the repair, all the repairs and stuff, you know, it was kind of, you know, during a time where like a lot of people were like migrating, you know, after the Great Depression or whatnot. Yeah. So a huge black community came in and just kind of uh, reinvented the city, you know. Mm-hmm. You already had you already had New York, you had like Trenton, you had Philadelphia. Yeah. But this was kind of like a new thing that was kind of happening in like the late 40s and 50s. And wow. man, like Patterson has so much energy, man. Like my childhood was like extravagant from like mm. block parties yeah. to, you know, the culture. Like mm. you had the culture, like it was there, wow. just like in any other place, so. I, I will never forget home where I, where I come from. Never. That's real, man. So, brothers and sisters are only child. I'm only child, actually. Wow. Okay. So, so <laughs> how was that? Like, did you feel like that was a different experience versus someone else's upbringing, or? Um, I can see that there was a distinct difference in my upbringing mm-hmm. because, you know, I kind of had to fend for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I had I had my parents. Well, I had my mom, and. I had a brother and sister influence on my father's side, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I was my mother's only child. So right, like most right. of my life was like in, you know, having my own room and, you know, being the only one to wash dishes yeah. and, you know, <laughs> handle chores and, you know, just kind of become, you know, your own person mm-hmm. through, you know, friends and just like at the at home experiences, just finding yourself within yourself. Right. So that it was a very, very, it's a very, very strange experience because, yeah. you know, I was a weird kid. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what kind of helped me excel. Like, yeah, yeah. Kind of just vasting and knowing who I was and just like being happy with that was like one of the number one things That's, as far as being only child. I'm glad you said that because, I mean, I grew up, I, I had a younger brother and a younger sister. But similar to you, I do understand like sort of also like and you can tell me if I'm wrong. But as a kid, like almost like understanding your own thoughts mm-hmm. or like. Yeah. As a kid, like as, as a, a young kid. kid, like really like wrestling with your thoughts and thinking about things, you know, it's like, oh, you know, facts. it's weird. It's so weird was like there were times when I was young and I would stare into the mirror and I was staring into the mirror so long to the point where I wasn't able to identify myself. Wow. So it was it was this look and say like, whoa, like I'm this. This is me looking at myself outside of my body. Mm. So I'm, I'm just kind of look. I'm looking at myself kind of like you know through when people would say through your spirit. Yeah. And I was kind of weird as a kid because it was like, what? What's going on? <laughs> like, I know me. Like, yeah. I know my name and I know what I like to do. Mm. But it was kind of you know, it was kind of a, a mental thing, like that I realized now in my adulthood. But you know, being an only child was was tough. Mm. It was tough at times because you know, growing up in a city like that. And, you know, with so many different kind of influences, Hmm. you really, really had to stick up for yourself. Yeah. And that was that was difficult for some years. I say from between seven to 13. Wow. It was real tough. Yeah. Yeah. How so when you say stick up for yourself, man? What do you mean? Man, like where where my mom and I was living at the time, we lived with my grandmother and we lived in we kind of lived in the crypt territory of the hood. Mm -hmm. And. Every morning going to school, there was a dude on the corner right there. My grandmother lived like maybe three houses away from the corner. Mm. And what was the dude's name? It was, he had like, it's kind of funny, you know, how bloods do now when you like do, you know, they try to eliminate C words. Yeah. He was the type of crypt that eliminated B words. Okay. His name yeah. was Chris. <laughs> yeah. And of course he went by his name, but like he went by like, 
crisp something right. something weird like that right. but every morning mm. he would be there he'd be like yo like trying to recruit me like yo i got i got mm. what you need yo like mm. you don't got to go to school i'm like eight nine years old right. i kind of understand what he's saying and you know he was like yo like you need to get this work man you can get this mm. money man you don't got to worry about like having no money going to um going to the store like mm. you know you can have unlimited ice pops and uh treats as you want wow. just from this and you know, it was it was something that was just kind of like every single day, like you know, this this is your option. Mm. This is kind of a way out mm. that he was kind of telling me. And I, I I remember one day actually looking into what he was saying, and he took me to he he was like, if everything you need is right there in that telephone booth, mm. which is right across from the street. Everything you need is right there. So I never understood. I was like, am I gonna like call somebody or something, mm. or like you know, it's like the phone or the call. Like, if I go up to it, like, somebody's going to call me. Magically, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he was just like, everything you need is in there. Mm. I think when I finally caught on to that, you know, I went to the coin slot. Of course, it was um, it was cracking there. Yeah. So I was like, you know, this is, this is your way of doing it. And I'll never forget, like, that day and, like, actually touching it and seeing it drop. I hit the bricks and I ran so fast. I ran so far mm. because... I, I, I saw what happened. Mm. Like I, I knew what the downfall of that would be. So yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was tough, man. Like, you know, having to deal with that, and you know, you know, being picked on at school and stuff like that. Just growing up, like, in that kind of environment, and knowing that you're different, yeah. and kind of like staying in that, and like basking in that, and mm. knowing that this is who you are, and mm. kind of like staying true to yourself as a young wow. kid was was very very tough man i'm glad you're saying all this because you you, you painted a, a like an amazing picture even just explaining like the thought process behind that experience even hearing that like when you meet somebody for the first time it's like i wouldn't have known that about you like so so like hearing that man i'm really like respect you for even sharing that man for real oh man <laughs> i'm really i can say i'm honestly thankful for my mom like during kind of that experience that I had during that time my mom was in preparation getting married okay and that kind of changed like the whole dynamic of my life because I you know I had two parents in the household mm. in the hood right so right. that was just like wow <laughs> you know you have everything you need right in your home mm. and I grew up in church mm. like from birth until like I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> yeah, I grew up man like I knew nothing but Jesus Christ I swear yeah and yeah. my mom was very very dedicated in having me involved in everything like mm. I was a boy scout um you know I did karate I played I was a baseball player wow. like I was a baseball player yeah, forever, um I was in karate there was so many things that I was active in and it kind of kept me away from the streets yeah you know I, well, to the point where you know i really wasn't paying attention to what was going on around me mm -hmm. um only time i feel like i would pay attention to it was you know when my friends were involved in things mm -hmm. and high school was high school was a very very interesting experience yeah. because when i went into high school i went into high school 2004 so it was kind of the time that you know bush was getting into office and they had that what was it um no child left behind thing oh, yeah and my city yeah. developed charter schools within um the public schools i mm -hmm. went to a small school called panther academy mm -hmm. panther is an acronym wow okay break it down break it down <laughs> i want to hear this panthers <laughs> stood for patterson and nasa 
together. What? For high expectations and results. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Panther Academy. Right. Shout out to Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. But yeah, it was a it was a charter school for math and science. Mm. And man, this was the this was a school that was the land of geeks. Yeah. Like if you were a nerd, if you were a geek, you went to the school right. because you wanted to excel. Mm outside of the environment of the city mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful environment because a lot of the kids were just completing themselves right and i love that man like i mm. probably probably the funniest experience i ever have in my life was high school because mm. nerds are the, nerds are the comedian <laughs> nerds are the best comedians <laughs> why do you say that why do you say that nerds are the best comedians because they 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 tap into everything dude mm. like they tap into everything and they kind of know i think this you know they're so serious with their life and you know as far mm-hmm. as like focus and like gaining information yeah but they have to make jokes yeah like, there has to be yeah. a light part that is true but i think the light part <laughs> is like so well like like dissected that they have the best jokes wow it was incredible man yeah. but i think going into my senior year and you know knowing like where i was coming from and knowing the kind of family that i came from mm-hmm. i was determined to lead that city yeah. i was determined to go to college like my my determination and focus was so sickening that the friends that I was hanging out with high school, my senior year, I completely was like yeah. not even talking to them. And tunnel like, vision. Tunnel vision. Like I was playing basketball for, you know, one of the school's teams and I barely had a relationship with my teammates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only because like, you know, there was there was a goal in mind and I, I did anything to complete it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, high school was like exhilarating experience man Man, exhilarating experience yeah so where did you end up going to school i um after patterson i ended up going delaware state university okay yeah um hbcu hornets (laughs) (laughs) go state yeah um oh man yeah what was that experience like (laughs) wow college was much much different Mm. from anything that i probably would have ever expected yeah um Sometimes it's a debate. I don't. Sometimes I say I became more of a man in college than I did in New York. Okay. Only because college was an experience where I got no help. Mm. Where you know I didn't I didn't seek anything from my family. I think my, going into my sophomore year, I already had my own apartment with right. two other friends. Right. So it was just like this ladder that mm-hmm. you know I was just continuing try, trying to uh, grasp. But I think what stood out to most, I'd never been in a space. Mm with so many black people mm-hmm. coming together to learn something mm. never ever yeah and, and just to even hear you say that like people may even take that for granted for us like i i know exactly what you're talking about it's, mm-hmm. it's like perspective changing like your worldview changes in that yeah. environment you know so continue, continue. I, I mean it, i think what began to happen i began to think more nationally more globally yeah because you know the city i came from was just you know we only worried about was here. Right. You know, we we look at what's happening and culture. You know, we go to different cities like Newark and we go to, you know, Manhattan and Brooklyn. But mm-hmm. we're not thinking about outside and how it affects us mm-hmm. necessarily. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Del- Delaware was a complete shift because, you know, Dover, Delaware is rural town. Right. You know, grandma and grandpa, that's where they go to retire. Yeah. And there's an Air Force base. That's probably the one thing that was significant. And yo, I completely like like lost it at first. I was just like, what do I do? So I'm in every party, like I'm making sure everybody gets to know me. I'm, I'm at like I'm every here. event. 
I'm dancing at every event. I'm, I'm like, yo, people gonna know me for what I do. Like, yeah. they gonna know that this kid from Jersey got moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was the motive. And I think, yeah. you know, a lot of things began to change based off of the perception that was being developed. Mm. And I was like, I don't want people to know me for entertainment. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's not... I don't even want to say that's not my background, but that's not like what I necessarily feel on the inside. Mm. Like that's not what I want to see myself as. Right. And going into my junior year, um, some friends and I developed a blog called Avid Courtesy League. Avid Courtesy League was a menswear style blog. Nice. nice. And we we took off, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was. It started with three of us, and by the time it ended, it was like seven to nine of us. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And. We would make blog posts, man. This was kind of the, this was kind of the time when, you know, the internet was kind of raving. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of I was one of the first people to get on Twitter. Um, back in 2009, yeah, you know, when everybody used to talk to Diddy, yeah, and Diddy would respond, yeah, and yeah, we really really tried to take um, our style mm-hmm. and kind of change the perspective of what people were thinking of us and. Mm-hmm it really really shifted things and we didn't think it would happen that fast it happened so fast to the point when where i was actually reaching out to people here in new york yeah yeah. you know like hey we want to we want to be at fashion week we want to show people you know what we're doing Mm -hmm. and i saw i had such vision for this i had such vision for this that you know i almost forgot that i was a student right right like it was it was like (laughs) i completely separated it from the university but Mm -hmm. we were using the university as you know as our base like an incubator for yeah it. yeah mm-hmm. and that pretty much like molded you know that the manhood because yeah. i was i had to take responsibility for something that i created as well as you know just like regular life stuff you know right. home living and you know my education and this that was kind of like the first time mm. where i was like you know i this is this is my baby this is it yeah. and i have to do something about it mm. Mm. and yeah man like college was college is what made the man that people see today mm. as Hanif Castle. Yeah, man. That's real. And, and I feel like those experiences and even like with what you were talking about, like having something that you consider your baby, you know, it's like once you have something like that, it's like you, you'll do anything to sort of see it grow, yeah. you know, and to grow and, and shape and, and like see the vision that you have for it. So like I fully like relate to that and understand what you're saying. And it like helps you to sort of, when you say find your identity, like that gives you sort of a better and a stronger sense of how you can sort of expand who you are you know you have now a platform to express it yeah so like having people create platforms for themselves that they can finally express their truth you know and share their truth like it's so important you know that's like one of the points of the podcast too is like to give people a platform to share their truth mm-hmm. so like yeah that's that's like i, I fully relate to that man 100 man so creatively like were you also doing the photography or give me like the mechanics like the logistics what were you sort of learning like what skills were you learning during this time um it's very interesting you say that because mm. that was a catalyst for what i do today yeah yeah um you know we were we were creating lookbooks for like the fall and the spring <laughs> and it was we were i don't know who we thought we were yeah. but fully we had, full operation going on yo we had like i had to do like handling finances you yeah. know i had a homie like handling like internet things i had a guy that was going around campus talking into uh people of different um you know if you have a different major if you um if some of your classes were in different buildings then talk to the dean and kind of get them like involved in what we were doing board, yeah um but 
it was really simple. We were a blog and we just showed people what we were wearing. It yeah. kind of gave style tips, you know, to like look more professional. We were wearing, you know, shirts and ties and all of that. Yeah. And it came a time where we lost our photographer. Mm-hmm. But it was a young lady that was shooting us and it was something, I don't know if she didn't want to shoot us anymore. She got into it with one of the guys or something like that. But I was like, that is who we are. Like, if we don't have the content, we don't have the blog. Mm. And there was a summer that I said, you know what? Like, if no, if, if we can't find a photographer, I'm going to become one. And I remember that summer, um, I think it was like 2012. Mm-hmm. I was in the school library for that entire summer. And I picked up every book I can about photography to learn about it. And it's funny that that summer was the same at the, that school year that began again was the breakup of actually the crew mm. so I got all of this information and yeah. I learned all of this stuff for something that I had specifically for for that specifically but I couldn't even use it wow. Wow. Um, I bought a camera <laughs> yeah. right yeah. I bought a camera but I did not use it I did not pick it up because I was like what am I going to do with this mm. like what am I going to like I did this for something specifically and this was kind of like in the time of the downfall, the depression began to happen. And I was like, man, like, you know, I, I'm at this university and my passion for what I'm studying is gone. The only passion that I have is for my creativity. And kind of that realization was was a hard hit because it was like, you know, you got to man up for what you want to do. Like you have to put that extreme focus again for this new thing that you learned. And my ex at the time was just like, just shoot, like just shoot anything, just yeah. shoot anything. Yeah. So I was, I would shoot her, and I was just like, you know, I, I could actually really shoot people. Yeah. So I remember there was a one party that I went to, and I was just shooting, I was shooting folk, and one of the guys was just like, yo, you should shoot events, like you should, you should be an event photographer, like you can do that. And I was just like. Uh, you know, am I really feeling that? And I'm like, I'm not going to do what someone else wants me to do. Mm. I'm going to find what really, what I'm really comfortable with and kind of vast in that. Mm. And it was one day I just came up to New York. It was a fashion week and I was shooting people on the street. Yeah. And that worked. Mm. Like I had, I loved that. It was, it was, it felt like everything. Mm. And that's what I know. I was like, you know, I love fashion so much. Mm. And this new trade of photography that I've now picked up I love that so much. Wow, yeah. Combine Merge the two. It. Merge it. Yeah. Combine yeah. the two. That's real. And that set the course for, you know, my studying of art and photography. Man. It was it was that it was that moment of just like feeling like nothing and feeling like I did this for I did this for a group, mm. but it ended up being something I did for myself. Yeah, yeah. And and I didn't realize it then. Right. That just goes to show, man, the power of, like, self-teaching. Like, for me, I feel like I learn the most when I, like, pick up a book on my own. I've learned the most outside of the classroom. Going to libraries, like, that's one of my pastimes, man. So, like, being able to, like, go pick up a book, learn on your own, learn these skills. Like, you, you had a purpose for it, but like you said, like, it was for even a bigger purpose. You know, it's like you had a purpose for it, but you didn't even know you were preparing for something taking you even further, if that makes any sense, man. So, I feel like... 
you're, you're saying so many things right now that I, I just hope people are like digesting because you're just like <laughs> like you drop one gym and then it's just like okay let me pick that one up and then you drop another one wait I'm still picking up this other gym you know like <laughs> speaking truths man I, I feel like it's so important now um because I think that is the content that matters that's the content yeah. that actually matters because you know we live in such an oversaturated thing now that you know you kind of get caught up or you just right. lose complete sight right. I remember the first time that you know I was in school and kind of just like the merge of social media mm-hmm. I had like a what did I have I had a Blackberry oh yeah <laughs> so I had a Blackberry so you yeah, know there was yeah. BBM of course so that was exclusive yeah. and then I went to Droid because I was like I'm not gonna mess with these Apple products I don't you know I don't trust it not feeling it yeah, yeah you know, I'm not with that and <laughs> This is when I heard about Instagram. I was like, Instagram, what's that? Mm, I was like, can I have that? (laughs) And I remember going on um, App Store and my Droid. It was like, oh, this is not available for Droid users. So I was like, oh, no, that ain't ain't fair. So like the next time, I was like, immediately, I'm getting this. I had Instagram. And then I kind of just kind of saw a shift Mm. in kind of like how people interacted with each other on campus. Mm. Like more people going to parties, less people are going to like meetings. More people would hang out um, with each other in a public space rather than in a private space. Mm. So I was like, yo, like, where is everyone? Like, where? Yeah, what is the dynamic? Where where is everyone gone? Yeah. I realized people were communicating with each other. Yeah. Through through social media. Right. And I was just like, whoa. Damn. I was like, and it was it was weird how it just shifted immediately. I remember that, yeah. And I was just yeah. like, yo, like, what do we do now? Yeah, now, 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 where do we stand? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. for me at that time, like dealing with that depression and kind of like that downfall, mm. a lot of that was affecting me because I was like, you know, how do I communicate with people? How do I get people to invest in what I love to do mm. if they're not even around? Because mm. I don't, I don't see people. So I realized that I had to um, get into social media. But where we kind of stand now with it, Mm -hmm. there's there's so much saturation. Now, you know, everyone's a designer. Everyone's a a photographer, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, sometimes it really, we really need to tap into like what we're doing. Yeah, Like, Like I see that too. Like I remember that shift too, where it was like, people got their information from going outside and like meeting up with their friends like even in college it's like you went somewhere to meet up with your friends to then share the information about like what's going on what parties happening what's events happening you met up with people to do that and then once social media sort of took more of a prominence specifically like instagram because facebook was doing that in some way Mm -hmm. it like sort of changed people's sort of interaction with each other yeah and it's like now all of a sudden people are gaining like their their information and like even their emotional connection to people through a a social media platform because it was it was specifically on your phone yeah yeah facebook i remember even in high school when i first got it i didn't even have a laptop yet for me to go use facebook i went to the college's computer lab Mm -hmm. I went to the college's computer lab to see if I can get onto the Delaware State University channel. Wow. So I can see who the girls were <laughs> that were going to be going to my school before I even got there. But Instagram was exclusively on your phone. Right. So that person could connect mm-hmm. with anybody 
or you know find out specific information mm. by not ever even leaving their room they didn't have to go to the student center to find out what the next party was right they can find out from the person they knew that worked there yeah so i was just like wow like you know how do i come into this shift yeah but i think new york really eclipsed that for me and really showed me you, how to like move within that after college coming to New York was it like an immediate like I moved straight from college to New York or did you go back to Jersey like what was that transition like <laughs> alright here comes the the real it's the real now I was living with my parents for a little for a little bit in yeah. New Jersey before mm-hmm. I came to New York um I moved myself mm-hmm. from Delaware to uh to back to Jersey. Yeah. I never forget like being in a U-Haul, like packing my own things and <laughs> driving like 200 miles just to come back up to Jersey. Yeah. And yeah, I was living with my parents for a little while, but it was really tough. Mm. Like my parents were going through like a complete shift. Mm. And I remember just, you know, constant arguments and it was kind of a animosity between the people that were that were our neighbors in my family and I, I kind of came into it so right, I was just like right. oh I'm kind of adding to that yeah 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 and I was in New York every weekend mm, really so I was in New York absolutely every weekend okay, but yeah. the crowd I was around was was different like I was hanging around like the coke heads mm, mm-hmm. I was hanging around kind of like that subculture in New York like yeah. those real rave partiers but the thing was I had the opportunity to photograph these people mm-hmm. so I kind of got you know the real shout out you know shout out to my man hooligan you know we miss you fam mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I really got uh, a synopsis of you know what I was gonna be coming into and it was tough but my transition to New York was through my ex-girlfriend really okay. yes Explain. um <laughs> Me and my ex-girlfriend moved in together. Well, we met through a girl that I was talking to. Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to lay it down. I'm about to, I'm about to Keep give, it all the, the, way to give the, honest, the truth. Yeah. <laughs> this girl that I was talking to that used to go to college with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would come out here and see her occasionally. She was a little off the rail, and I couldn't handle that. So I was like, you know, I need to venture. I need to like see other places. Experience. And I was also active with a lot of different photographers out here you know mm-hmm. i was i was meeting a lot of people i actually got to meet my mentor mm-hmm. before i even met my ex wow, wow. which was incredible um shout out to raj walker mm-hmm. incredible photographer Definitely. but yeah it was a night i went out and i saw this girl I was just like oh she's fly like she's fly i would talk to her yeah. but i thought she had a man yeah 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 because she was with this <laughs> other dude he was like all over i was just like mm. I'm a chill. <laughs> and yeah, I was with I was with Shorty. I was just like, yo, like, after tonight, like, we done. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. And I saw her and my ex together at another party with a homeboy of mine. And, you know, I was trying to avoid them. I was just like, yo, they're here, you know, we gotta move this way. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, this was a crazy, crazy <laughs> night, dude. Right. Because it was a rooftop party. On like Gate Sav off the J, okay, and we walked because the party got shut down. The cops came, wow. yeah. and it was like, oh, we're like we're gonna go to the next party, so we had to be low. You know, you just had to communicate with people, you know, or Figure text them. Out. Yeah. So literally, there's like 50 to 60 black people mm-hmm. walking down Broadway. <laughs> I swear to God, bro, it's like all of these people walking down Broadway going to the next party. We walk from. That side of Bushwick, that side of Best Eye, all the way into Bushwick. What? We went to like Mesro. 
somewhere in that area. It's a trip, man. Yeah, man. Yo. But it was it was the summertime. It was just oh, like yeah, this is a it. vibe. Yeah, like yeah, everyone's yeah. here. Like it's a good time. Yeah. It was it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. And ended up going to that party, but before we even actually got there, it got shut down. Mm. But I guess you know some people ain't you know how to keep the word in. Right. Then there was right. there was actually another party that we walked to mm. back in Bestot. But by that time, nobody wanted to walk. Mm-hmm. So people were taking, um, this was kind of like the beginning of Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we met at this party that was like, I never saw so many different kinds of drugs in my life. And <laughs> yo, it was mad, like little celebrities there, yeah, bro. Just yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, is that Will Smith's son right there? <laughs> But I was just like, oh, snap, what's good, Jaden? Yeah. And he was just, you know, he was just chilling and, like, mad people there. Right. So I'm just like, yo, New York is, like, crazy. Like, you yeah. never know what you're going to see. Right. So I met her that night. I saw her again. And we kind of had a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. It was just like, are you high? <laughs> because, you you know, everybody was off something in there. Yeah. And she was like, no. And, like, I'm sober. I was like, yeah, me too. I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm just chilling right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she asked me for my number and we went on a couple dates mm-hmm. and, you know, we kind of got familiar with each other's situation. She was dealing with a roommate that was racist mm. and, you know, I was just dealing with, you know, my parents and, you know, kind of what they were going through yeah. and me adding to that drama. Right. So we made a decision that we were going to move in together and we were going to make this work. Mm-hmm. And this, yo, we were talking for like two and a half months. Yeah. Wow. But wow. everything worked like it clicked. Yeah. It clicked immediately and it was right. like simultaneous. Mm. And yeah, man, um, we lived together for almost three years. Mm-hmm. And how long have I said I was in New York? Yeah, it's like a couple of months. It's like, yes, not even. <laughs> we lived together for three years, man. And I... I put on this lifestyle. There was this lifestyle that I was looking for. Mm. And I got it immediately. Mm. You know, I was working, you know, with producers. I was constantly working with my mentor. And I was really developing, you know, what photography meant. So that's where I kind of began to study, like, the art side of photography. Mm. Mm. Um, One thing that really really clicked between me and my ex when we first um, started dating, we would always go to galleries. Yeah. So we would visit, you know, the Davis Runners of the Worlds and, you know, the Jack Shamans and, mm-hmm. you know, the museums from the New Whitney. Um, excuse me, New Whitney wasn't even existing I remember, yet. Yeah, that wasn't a thing um, <laughs> Whitney to MoMA. And I was like, I love photography, but I really have to understand about other photographers. Because right. I kind of understand my, my mentor, mm-hmm. but there's people before him that came that also knew things. So mm-hmm. I really wanted to study like I really wanted to get in depth but I think early on my relationship went into shambles mm. and I was in complete denial mm. I was like nah right. like we can get over that like you know I'm not worried about these girls out here I'm not worried about how she thinks but you know I think it was the moment that I realized that my ex didn't have a passion for what I did as much as I did mm. And I had an absolute passion for what she did. She was a designer. Yeah. And I only wanted to see her succeed in that. Like, only. But it was different It was different on my side only because the type of content that I was getting into. You yeah. know, I was shooting women. And I shot one of my really good friends that I worked with at the time. And 
we kind of shot something that was, I wouldn't say it was explicit, but I guess, you know, in the eyes of my ex, it was something that was unexpected. Mm-hmm. And i never forget that night, she was bawling out in tears after I showed her the images. And I was just like, yo, what's wrong? She was just like, well, how can you do this? I was like, do what? Photograph? She was like, photograph this. I was like, what does this mean to you? And she could never explain that to me. I was like, what, what does this really mean to you? And I was just like, I guess I can't do this because this lifestyle means so much to me that I don't want to mess it up. Mm. Like, I can't mess this up. Like, this was my ticket. Mm. This is what got me away from that kind of, you know, that that ugly lifestyle lifestyle I was living back at home. And I knew knew, um, home didn't have anything to offer Mm. because I already know what what Patterson is and what it has to offer. And I kept going, yo. I kept pushing. And I was just like, I'm going to find ways to work around things. Mm. And... Things got real toxic, man, to the point where I was looking other places. I wasn't worried about what was happening in my home anymore. Mm. Like, I had an apartment, fam. Um, I had a dog. Mm. Like, we were we were visiting each other's parents. We were going on trips. Mm. And it was like a lifestyle. I was, I was married, dude, yeah. without the <laughs> ring. Yeah. And after a while, I was just like, yo, like... I'm really, really killing myself on the inside mm. and smiling on the outside. Mm. I've never been this fake in my life. Even when I was being fake to try to get things, mm. like people saw the truth. Mm-hmm. Cause like my yeah, face tells you it can't all. Hide it. Yeah, yeah. But then like, I don't know, I don't know where I learned it from or developed it. Like I was able to fake it real good. Mm. And it was killing me inside. Like really, really killing me inside. And there was this young lady I met that I shot that will remain nameless um that just took me by storm she had a spirit that kind of was like beyond what i everything that i knew um that i learned in church yeah and i was like yo like i need this Mm -hmm. like this is like this is gonna bring me out this is like helping me inside (laughs) and i got caught up Mm. that moment and you know cheating was something that you know was common for me mm. like i've been cheated on i've cheated so i was like i can get over this mm-hmm. but it was a completely different dynamic so That's i serious. i shut that completely down i was just like this can't get out like this can't get out like i can't let this out because this would destroy everything not even my reputation because i'm not even worried about that but this would destroy like my livelihood currently and i kept it silent i kept it silent for a while but she kept coming back around because i wanted that I was like, yo, like, I can't live this double life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's real dangerous because I've seen that in different scenarios and it got real ugly. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about yeah. Patasonians, <laughs> but it got, it got real, it was going to get real ugly. Ugly fast, yeah. So there was just, there was a, there was a night I was just like, you know, like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. This, this has to end. And I'm sorry to tell you, but this has been someone else. And I have to be completely honest with you because it's going to kill me inside. I appreciate absolutely everything that you did for me. I appreciate who you are as a person. But I know that this lifestyle that we live together can't continue. And that night was wild because, oh man, like the depression that I was feeling, like I would smoke like three L's a day and like... Sometimes I wouldn't even sleep in the bed because I was like, I'm not even feeling that. Like I would sometimes I would like sleep next to my dog to like make my give myself a sort of a comfort. Ah oh, man, I was going through so much from like losing my job to like not finding work for so long. And there's a lot of things that were kind of happening simultaneously. 
and I was like, I need to develop the inner self again. Yeah, yeah. that was what was important. Mm. And what happened three weeks later? I met Taj Alexander. Damn, yo. <laughs> three weeks later. You just gonna throw me in a story like that. That's, three weeks yo, later, I met that's, you, bro. That's real, At Old Tobacco was three weeks later when I met wow, you. Wow, wow. Man. So in that time, I was still kind of hurting. Mm. And you know what's funny? Mm. That night, the girl that I met my ex through yeah. was there. And what's mad funny, which is like, all of the homies is gonna hear this too, because they remember that night. I, um... I was I was I was speaking to the girl because I was kind of telling her you know what happened. Yeah. And you know I knew that I was her friend. Right. But she was so drunk, bro. Like she had got her makeup all over me. I had a white hoodie on. You remember? I remember that. You were like, yo, yo. It's like I, I lost all sight of that because <laughs> I was caught up in my emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like that was the shift that happened. Mm, wow. That was the shift that happened because yeah. I was like, wow. I can now close that chapter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can now close that chapter. And I can be completely honest with my ex because like that was a person I was in love with mm-hmm. and that was a person that I call my best friend. Right. So I, even if I see her today, you know, what's up? How are you? You know? Mm-hmm. How's how's our dog? I miss <laughs> you, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I'm like my, my frequency is so much higher now mm. that I don't have to stoop down to a level and yeah. feel you know, shame to speak to someone or like some kind of pity mm-hmm. or like, you know, you know how it gets. The best things sort of happen and it seems like life just sort of starts to align when you start to look inside, you know, and really like be honest with yourself, you know, cause I think that's where like the truth is, you know, if like we're, we're truthful with ourselves, we can then be truthful within the universe. You know, it's like we're, we're able to like really like approach situations and people and even relationships in a way where we're actually dealing with the truth versus a representation of what we think people will find acceptable. One of the main things that right after that relationship was kind of dealing with fear. Mm-hmm. And I think the approach that I began to take was I need to attack directly the mm-hmm. things that I am scared of. Mm-hmm. Because I think that will develop the fear to kind of dissipate or to go away. Yeah. Because I, I, when I when I think of fear now, it's, I think of the fear of fear. Yeah. It's like, yeah. why am I scared to do this? Mm-hmm. Why am I scared to move forward? Why am I scared to meet this person or talk to, you know, this person or, you know, take this job or work, you know, in this type of condition? I think that's, that's one thing that I chose to attack head on. Yeah. That was the reason why I actually came to that party. <sighs> Because I wasn't going anywhere, man. Mm. I was just like, I need me time. Mm. I need I need to self-develop. Mm. And plus, I was just like, eh, I don't know how, you know, to kind of like put myself in these social settings anymore. Yeah, I was yeah. I was in a relationship, dude. We ain't going nowhere. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was kind of like one of the first times. And I, I was like, you know, openness. Right. Embrace that. Mm. Like, be that canvas that, mm. you know, you want to kind of develop mm. like be that and then you know draw on it and, like create something mm. from that because this is a blank slate yeah this yeah. is a blank slate so now develop new work and i had to i had to, I had to do that head on and what was what was crazy was like i had my first editorial of the year probably about it was probably about two weeks later mm. and that kind of set off you know what people were kind of got an idea of who I was as a photographer mm. but that story continues yeah man yeah. It, it, it definitely continues 
like this conversation's went like completely full circle. Like we started with Older Babel and then like ending with Older Babel. Like, but it's so dope, man. Like this is like an amazing, amazing episode, and just not even episode, just conversation, man. Like, and I'm, I'm seeing what you're doing now. It was last year, but I remember you were like doing work with with Apple, you know, photography, you know, exhibitions and things like that. Can you explain like what you are doing now currently and some things that you're involved in? Um, now, um, I'm actually uh, doing my photography work full-time. Nice, nice. Congratulations, um, man. That's not a that. small feat, by the way. <laughs> Especially in New York City, man. Like, yo. Email me. Yo. <laughs> for real. Yeah, your email's gonna be in the description of this episode, for real. Yo, how do you think I'm playing, dude? Nice. You know, we gotta connect the dots, for Get real, Get it, for man. Real. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'll, I'll go I'll go to uh, working with Apple. Apple was a something that happened through a company called Visco. Yes, okay, yeah. And Visco was something that I was using since I was in college. Like, mm-hmm. the moment that I found out about this app, which is actually through a friend of mine, Joshua Kissy. He um, Shout out to Josh. Yeah. He was working um, with kind of one of the executives there and was kind of, you know, just pro- promoting this app. So I was just like, you know, I'll do this photography stuff now. Like, why not tap into it? Yeah, yeah. And... I think, you know, they discover my work and just kind of the depth. Mm. I was, oh my gosh, I had so much content. <laughs> still still there, you guys can like visit, um, see a lot of that content because it kind of tells a story of who I was as a college student, kind of towards the end of that to where to where I am now and like the development of, you know, my photography. Yeah. And, you know, they rocked with it. It was like, we, we love your work. We kind of want you to show people your work and kind of how you develop that mm. and yeah they gave me the opportunity where so many people came out that I never even knew yeah. followed my work and I was so appreciative of that mm. and that really made me kind of take a different perspective with what I was doing mm. it was like if you have this influence if you are able to touch people that you have no idea who they are mm. um, physically you see this person yeah, face to face you really have to take heed of what you're doing and still kind of just be yourself. I also work with Apple, you know, you know, on the model status. Let them flex a little bit, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually got to work with a photographer to um, to shoot one of the campaigns for uh, the iPhone Seven, and that was that was that was something I really appreciated because it made me take a different look at Apple. Yeah. And how you know they really kind of look at the community from. From an eagle eye and apple really tries to get in depth with people they really look to go inward with people and i think that was something that was very informative because it was just me as an individual so what i try to do is kind of look at that like you know take that eagle eye that they had and try to use that you know from you know maybe use that for patterson use yeah. that for the creative community that we have here in new york and kind of just take take a full full perspective yeah and yeah man those experiences kind of really shaped you know what i thought of creativity and how to kind of approach the creative world and that's something that i can never take back those would be like stories that i'll have you know for the wife and the kids and the grandkids (laughs) that's real man that's real and how can people find your like you online website instagram all that Anything that people are looking for for Neef Castle is at Neef Castle. N-E-E-F Castle. C-A-S-T-L-E. You can uh, f- uh, follow me on Instagram at Neef Castle. Twitter at Neef Castle. You can visit my website. 
nevecastle.com. You can also visit my Visco, nevecastlevisco.co. Shout out to Taj, man. This is awesome, yo. Dude is incredible. He's global. Yo, man. Yo, nah, man. Like, I'm, I'm only as good as, like, the people that are around me. So that only speaks to you and the crew, man. So thank you, man. Once again, this has been The Open Canvas with my brother, Neve Castle. And wow. Thank you, man. My love. Yes. That was great. Woo! That was great. <laughs> to find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also, stay tuned to our Instagram at The Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, Taj, T A J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander.